to the RPC Sermons Podcast. You can join us for virtual worship every Sunday at roswellpress.org. Thanks for listening. Again, welcome to Roswell Presbyterian Church. It is a joy to be in worship with you this morning. I want you to know that when you contribute and help us, you know, keep the lights on, the air conditioning working, all the stuff that goes into making our church what it is and making our ministries possible. We use this physical plant in really important ways for ministry. Um, one of the things I don't know you know is we're on Saturday mornings during the summer, we're hosting the Roswell Farmer's Market right out here on the Atlanta uh, street side of the church. On Saturday mornings, come, you can get your fresh bread, your fresh produce. It's a great time, the community, and we get to host. We get to host everybody in North Fulton to come to Roswell Presbyterian Church for the Farmer's Market. And then next week, we're going to be hosting Family Promise, which is an opportunity where we have um, families who are looking for homes, who are you know housing insecure, who need a place to stay, we open up our facilities and we host them here, and we provide meals, and it's just a fantastic ministry we're a part of. If you would like to volunteer this year, we have a few spots still open for this month. Um, go to RoswellPress.org. You can sign up. We need hosts. We need f- folks to cook and clean, and it's just a great opportunity to minister. Well, today we continue our sermon series on wisdom literature. Wise up looking at the wisdom literature of the Old Testament. Today we're going to look at Proverbs 31. This is the last chapter in the book of Proverbs. It really culminates with an example or two examples of wisdom lived out on the ground. It's these two figures. The first is a royal figure. It's a queen, the queen mother. And since there aren't probably many, we don't have many royalty as a part of our community, probably, I'm not going to focus on the first half of Proverbs 31. We're going to look at the second half. It's fascinating that the Hebrew sages see the embodiment of wisdom in an ordinary Israelite citizen, this Israelite woman. So let us look at Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31. Let's listen for the word of the Lord. A capable wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from far away. She rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and tasks for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it, and with the fruit of her hands she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid for her household when it snows, for all her household are clothed in crimson. She makes herself coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the city gates, taking his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies the merchant with sashes. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her happy. Her husband, too, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. 
Give her a share in the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in his city gates. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we ask in the next few moments you might be our teacher, that you might speak to our hearts, Lord, that wisdom might flow into our lives, Lord, that we might flourish and we might help your world flourish. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I love books that tell stories, and I especially love stories of searching, stories of quests. I can think of the all-time great searching stories, like, like Moby Dick with Captain Ahab searching for his white whale, or maybe On the Road where Jack Kerouac and his friends are searching for the meaning of life, or I just started The Born Identity where Jason Bourne searches to find out who he is. But there's a searching story that outshines them all. And that's P.D. Eastman's, Are You My Mother? (laughs) You know the story. The little chick hatches out of the egg, falls out of the nest, and is unable to fly. So he has to go on a search for his mother. He asks a kitten, a hen, a dog, a cow, if they are his mother, and none of them are his mother. And the story concludes, I hate to ruin it for you, but it concludes with him being reunited to his mom. I loved that story growing up. My parents said, I would ask them to read it to me once a day. And they said, when they finished it, I would say, again, again, again. I knew every question. I knew every response. Maybe I had mommy issues. (laughs) But it's this great searching, this great quest. And maybe that's why I like the book of Proverbs so much, because it's a quest and the search for wisdom. Wisdom. It's no accident that wisdom is often referred to as the queen or the mother of all the virtues. Today's search for wisdom culminates in Proverbs 31. As I mentioned in the first half, it talks about this royal figure, this queen mother who shows and demonstrates wisdom. But then in the second half, it focuses in on an ordinary Israelite woman, a citizen, and she concretely, practically shows us what wisdom looks like on the ground. These two women are representative examples of wisdom. One commentator writes, nothing, nothing in all ancient Near Eastern literature matches this tribute to a woman's strength, dignity, and social power. Nothing. Most of the images of women in the ancient Near East were erotic in nature. Women were pictured to be objects to be acquired or controlled. Not here. Not in Proverbs 31. We get this image of a woman who is strong, wise, creative, and powerful. Now, the formal structure of Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, is very interesting. It's what we call an acrostic poem. Acrostic poem is where each verse, and you can't tell this in English, but in Hebrew it's true. Each verse begins with a letter in the Hebrew alphabet. There's 22 letters. And so each verse begins with a letter in the Hebrew alphabet in order. And so there's not like a lot of logical connection between verse to verse, but it's like the writer is meant to sing the ladies' praises from A to Z. And while wisdom is often pictured as a woman in Proverbs, here it's concrete. It's not just an abstract idea. It's on the ground. It's earthy. And it's interesting that the Hebrew sages chose not They chose not to choose a religious figure to exemplify wisdom. They didn't choose a priest, a scribe, or a prophet. 
a queen mother and this ordinary Israelite citizen. The search for wisdom culminates in Proverbs in Proverbs 31. And the section begins with a question. A capable wife who can find. This word capable there, that in English it's not totally accurate. It also means like valiant or strong. This valiant, this capable, this strong woman who can find. If you find somebody who's valiant and capable and strong, hold on to them. In verse 12, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. Now, since Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, is an acrostic poem, I thought it would only be appropriate if we did an abbreviated acrostic sermon today. So, you all know what letter the English alphabet begins with. The letter A. First, we learn from this wise woman that wisdom is active. Now, be careful. I don't mean busy. Wisdom is active, but it's not busy. See, if there's any aspect or any feature that we can notice about this wise woman in Proverbs 31, she knows where she's going and how to get there. She's not flailing around. She has purpose. In the Christian tradition, we categorize sin in seven areas. We call them the seven deadly sins. And one of those sins is called the sin of sloth, right? And most of us think of sloth as laziness, which is true. Sloth is laziness. So, you know, you know when your te- teenager won't get out of bed, you go, get up, sloth. Or maybe you're like hiding from your boss because you don't want him to give you more work and you're saying, that's slothful, lazy. Yeah, that's true. But there's also a less well-known form of sloth. Sloth as busyness. Busyness is aimless activity. It's moving a lot, but not getting anywhere. It's that bumper sticker that reads, look busy, Jesus is coming. Sin can be lazy, but also can be busyness. Wisdom entails wise activity. She knows where she's going and how to get there. She's living with purpose. How many blessed, how blessed are we at RPC to have so many wise and active women? One of the most active ministries in the group is the Prayers and Squares ministry. And they meet here every Wednesday on the second floor. They scour the earth looking for people to pray for. They they may be somebody who's lost a loved one, somebody who's sick, somebody who's depressed, somebody who's going through a tough time. And they make quilts. And and they don't just make them willy-nilly. They find out who they're praying for and what they're interested in. So if somebody was a a Georgia grad, they'll, they'll put, you know, a bulldog or the UGA logo on it. If this person likes dogs, they'll put a puppy or a pictures of puppies on it. And, and they'll do that. And then they have these little ribbons that they attach. And so then they circulate them. And sometimes they'll be out in the narthex or out in the lobby. And they'll ask people to pray. And when you pray for them, you make a little knot in it. And so you, all these ribbons have tons of knots. And then they send them to these people. And when they receive them, they look at all these knots. And these knots symbolize all the people that are in their corner who are praying for them. It's amazing, the prayers and squares ministry. People all over the world, and I'm not exaggerating, have been, have been ministered to by these women who are so active. Sometimes they're, they'll run out of people to send quotes to. Do you think they stop? Do you think they just sew willy-nilly? No, they don't. They actually, it's like, it's like trying to get into Fort Knox up there. They have this like closet. It's full of quilts that are just waiting to be sent off to people. And they're different themes. So when they have somebody who's into space, you know, they have one with a space shuttle and all this, and they're waiting to send. They're active. This is wisdom. 
They're thinking ahead. Wisdom is active. The next letter in our acrostic is B. The rapper Jay-Z, some of you may have heard him, also known as Mr. Beyonce Knowles, he once said, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man. The woman of wisdom could say, I'm not a businesswoman, I'm a business woman. See what she does? Verse 14, she's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from far away. She rises while it is still night and provides food for her household. She considers a field and buys it. And with the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She's got business. She knows how to contribute to the bottom line. The wise woman of Proverbs 31 knows how to contribute to the bottom line. I was blessed to grow up where my mom felt called to stay at home. But after my siblings and I left the house, they went through some financial troubles. And so my mom had to go back to work. And so she went and worked for this co-op and she became... um, an accountant, basically, doing accounts receivable. My mom never went to school for accounting. She wasn't allowed to balance the checkbook. I mean, it was just, and I was like, how are you, are you going to be able to do this? And she just dove right in and figured it out. And I was just, I was always, I called her every week. I was like, still have a job? He's still, still employed? And it was amazing. She didn't whine or complain. She just did it. She figured out what she could do to contribute to the bottom line. I love that. Wisdom means we will do what needs to get done. Often, this means contributing to the bottom line. Historically, I think there's been kind of a stigma about women in business. Let me tell you, that stigma does not come from the Bible. Do you remember who the first European convert was? Tells a story in Acts 16. The Apostle Paul's on one of his missionary journeys, and he goes to Philippi, and he hears that There's a group of folks, God-fearers, he calls them, down by the river on a Sabbath praying. And so he goes to meet them. And the leader of the group is a businesswoman named Lydia. And it tells us she was a purveyor in purple cloth or purple linen. means she was working at the high end of the market. Think Gucci, Prada, Chanel. And she was very successful. Why do we know she was successful? Well, at the drop of a hat, she invites Paul and all his friends to come and stay with her in her house. She was a businesswoman. She was successful in business, but she also, she contributed to the community. She was a leader in one of the important cities in the early church. Wisdom causes a person to search out how we can contribute to the bottom line. One of my favorite things about being on the staff here at Roswell Press is we have a number of women on our staff who have like little side businesses where they'll sell like gently used clothes, you know, uh, on like Poshmark and things like this. And I'm just like, and they always have these great stories about how much money they made selling, you know. And I'm just like, wow, your, your husband must really appreciate you. She's like, yeah, I've moved him out because all my clothes in the house. <laughs> the third letter, the English alphabet is C. The woman of wisdom is charitable. Verse 20, she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. I love that. I don't know if you know this, but the pastoral staff every month goes and celebrates a communion worship service in various retirement facilities around town. And a couple months ago, I was doing it with an elder and we were officiating and afterwards we were talking and she kind of casually and humbly very dropped that she had served on the Atlanta Community Food Bank Board for many years. And I said, how did you have time for that? She said, well, it's a long story. I said, long story, love long stories. Let's get lunch. 
And she told me about how she was like really successful in a bunch of different businesses, but then didn't feel like that was enough and she wanted to contribute to the community. And so she served on, with nonprofits, ministering to those who are in need, contributing to the bottom line, being charitable. How can we serve? One of the things I love about Roswell Presbyterian Church is we do care about being charitable with our financial resources. But people here are not afraid to get their hands dirty. Not, to, not afraid to earth, be earthy and serve. Thinking about Family Promise next week. I'm thinking about a few weeks ago. Over 200 volunteers came together to put together 66,000 meal packets to send to our mission partners in Guatemala. They had a huge semi out here to, to transport it all. It was impressive. Wisdom is learning how to help those in need. How can we serve one another? Right after Reverend Dan Christ, our mission pastor, came to the staff, I mentioned the concept, the African concept of Ubuntu in a sermon. And Ubuntu means I am because we are. Okay? And it speaks to it's this African concept of speaking to the interconnectedness of all things. Kind of contrary to our American individualism. It heightens or it makes us aware that we are all interconnected that we need each other, that we're in this together. And so I'm talking about Ubuntu, and then after the service, Dan comes up to me. He says, you must not have read my meditations on mission last week. I said, no, I forgot to. He said, well, if you would have read it, you would have seen a very clear and thorough description of the concept of Ubuntu. I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry, man. Could have used it. Let there be a note to you. Sign up for meditations on mission from Dan Christ, biweekly email. <laughs> The wise person sees the interconnectivity of all things, that we need each other. The wise person is charitable because they see someone in need, and we know that that could be us. We want to serve people in need because God loves them, and we want them to tangibly receive that love and know of that love. We know that giving charitably helps others flourish, which will help us flourish. Henry Ford, I love this story, that he paid a very generous wage to his factory workers. Why? Because he wanted them to be able to afford to buy Ford automobiles. It's all interconnected. The wise person is charitable. And the fourth letter in our acoustic poem, we're going to get to Z pretty quickly, <laughs> is D. And this is one of my favorites. The wise woman is full of delight. Verse 25, strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. Last week I told you about our family's ritual of reading five psalms and a proverb every day and every morning. While I don't have a lot of fond memories of that practice, just a lot of therapy expenses, um, one of them comes with this verse. Once a month this verse would come up. And every time we would read, she laughs at the time to come, my mom would go, ha, 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 ha. And we would all kind of join in and go, ha, 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 ha. We were laughing at the time to come. And I wonder how many of us in our definition of wisdom include delight, laughter, joy, humor. This is part of what it means to be wise, to be able to laugh, to have a sense of humor, to have joy, to be a person of delight. Every Thursday morning we have a a Zoom meeting with our staff. We call it our, our huddle meeting. We started it during the pandemic just to make sure that we're all on the same page. We kind of talk about our to-do list and what we're working on. And we do it on Zoom. We do it every Thursday. And this past week, as she usually does, Lindsay Slocum was moderating the meeting. And her dog was barking in the background. And the dog would not shut up. I mean, we were beginning to get worried. And someone, someone was worried and asked, 
you know, because it was so distracting. Somebody asked, is the dog okay? And Lindsay said, yeah, it's because the door is shut. And I said, well, did the, door, did the dog get his tail stuck in the door? And she said, Jeff, of course not. He's an Australian sheepdog. And they docked the tail so the sheep wouldn't step on it. I said, do you have a lot of sheep? <laughs> I said, well, Lindsay, I think docking tails is inhumane. And then Elena Bowman, who's our director of administration, and if you don't know her, she's very serious. You always want your director of administration to be very, you know, your business people to be very serious, and she's very serious. And she says, Lindsay, do you know where you can get your dog a new tail? So where? She says, at the retail store. <laughs> we couldn't stop. We, I told in the last service, people could, we, we could, the staff couldn't stop laughing. That's part of wisdom. Knowing how to laugh, have a sense of humor, to be a person of joy and of delight. Do you make time for joy in your life? Do you help other people laugh? Do you brighten people's lives? Is delightfulness a part of wisdom? This is the kind of wisdom we should be searching for. These are the ABCDs of wisdom. Wisdom is active. It's businessy. It knows how to meet the bottom line and contribute. It's charitable. And it's full of delight. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we pray that we might be people who are active, know where to go and how to get there. Lord, I pray that we might contribute to the bottom line in our families and in our community, that we might be charitable, serve those in our community who are in need. And Lord, most of all, may we be people and may this be a community full of delight. We thank you. You've been listening to the RPC Sermons Podcast. Please let us know you're here by visiting roswellpress.org and signing our digital friendship register. May the grace and love of God be with you today and throughout the rest of your week. Thanks for listening.